Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And if you have not heard uh, by now, it's been over 10 days, but our Debbie guide has been released uh, over at the site. Uh, go order uh, a copy of it over there at campustocanton.com, our parent website. Uh, and things are really picking up over there. If you're an NIL member, we are starting to open up some one-on-one meetings where we will break down your rosters. We have a Google form set up in the Discord for you to respond to. We'll be reaching out uh, to start getting all of those scheduled. Austin, you've uh, you've done a couple of those uh, so far, right? How have those been going? Yeah, we, we've gone through a bunch of them already as a group. Um, they've been really good. Did you toss this to me because you haven't done any yet, to my knowledge? Is that is that correct? Is that um, well, that wasn't why I tossed it over to you, but no, you're, you're right. I, I have not done any yet. I've you know been a little busy, you know. With what? Ah, uh, you know, just just this, just just this and that. Nothing, nothing major, but. And we all know your fiance is handling everything with the wedding. There's no way she would have had enough trust in you for anything to have you handling anything this close to the wedding day. If it wasn't handled by now, she took she's taking care of it at this point. So I'm on to you. First off, you you I I I am married, Colin. I understood how this understand how this whole process goes. Well, we've we've had the you know the last minute meetings and stuff, and I have to at least be there. You know, I have to be present. I don't I don't say much, but. Last minute meetings, my butt. Yes, the meetings have been very good. Um, I will just, and we might, well, I don't, there's no real fix to this. Google Meet, we don't, we're not like paying for the advanced version of it or whatever. And once the hour hits, like that thing just shuts off. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in two, where at least it tells you that it's about to shut off. But I've been in two, um, they're hour long meetings where it like, we, we, we've hit it and um, we, we've actually started throwing up another feed and, and, and talked a little bit more, uh, but they've been good. They've been good. So um, even if we're not reviewing rosters the whole time, just talking football, which I think is fun and getting nice. to know everybody, you know, names nice. to faces, um, longtime members that I've never like, you know, directly chatted face to face with. So that's been, that's been fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, despite the way you made it sound at the beginning there, I, I am, you know, looking forward to participating in that uh, once uh, I'm back. We'll probably so, be mostly done by then. So that's very convenient that you're I, coming back the week after we get, you know, <laughs> we bump out a bunch of these every single night. I think hey, I didn't, we have a couple of days that have like three or four that are like back to back to back to back. So, hey, I, I didn't plan the timing, you know, of, of the meetings or, or the wedding. That second part, I believe. <laughs> again i know you've had no say on anything so no no uh that's not true that's not true uh we did pick up the alcohol for the wedding last weekend and i she handled all the wine stuff and i handled all the beer so slash seltzers proud of you thanks thanks proud of you. yeah so you know you can't talk too much crap as you're drinking my 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 alcohol next weekend that i paid for I guess Colin doesn't want his present too much then. Hmm. I'm trying to think because we've had some people send it directly to the house. I don't think we've actually had one sent from you to the house. No, so I don't think we did. I can't. I, I, I guess I do have to be nice to you. Yeah. Or else. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you have to answer to Becca if, uh, if, if you don't end up giving one for one reason or another, whether it's holding me hostage or whatever. So. She'll yell at you. I'm sure she will. She will. She's not afraid to yell at you. Nope. Uh, all right. We'll actually get into the the show here. We have one news item, and then it's just all rookie draft talk. Your favorite. I know. We talked a little bit about it last week. Now we're going to talk. We talked NFL draft last week. Now we're just going to talk rookie draft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, the one news item, though, Isaiah Pacheco running back for the chiefs reportedly underwent off season surgeries to repair a broken bone in his hand and a torn labrum that he played a lot of last season with Andy Reed said on Monday that he's doing well. 
but there's no timetable for his availability yet. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco was like, a, I think, sixth or seventh round draft pick last year, kind of burst onto the scene. Uh, he's not a guy that I was very high on. Um, they didn't spend a lot of draft capital on him here. Are you worried about this if you're a Pacheco owner, or do you still feel pretty comfortable with the way he ended last season? Well, I think the good news is that they didn't go out and really firm up that position all this offseason, right? So at it's least it's point. not like they went and and got somebody that's going to compete with him. But I do think there should be some worry. And you shouldn't have been like actively acquiring this dude anyway. Like I just think that would have been awful process leading up to the draft because I mean I would have said, you know, I I don't I don't think the Chiefs would do that, but I mean they took CEH in the first round a couple of years ago for no great right. reason. So um they're not, you know, they're they're not above making a, a dumb pick every now and then. Um but I mean I had I actually hadn't heard this news before you sent me over uh, the show sheet here for tonight. Which was sent um, two hours in advance. Only because we're recorded really late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't, I mean, I don't really have that much of a reaction to this. I, well, I guess we'll wait and see how he's doing for camp. And that's kind of a cop-out answer. But I mean, yeah, like I said, you shouldn't have been act like as a throw-in in deals. Sure. But I think if you were actively, actively acquiring Isaiah Pacheco this offseason, you're probably a person that I want to trade with a lot more often in my leagues. Uh, really, really get to know you a little bit because you're, you're probably the mark. <laughs> That's fair. I'm not a real big Pacheco fan either. I mean, I think you brought up a really good point. They didn't really bring in anybody this year. They signed Daenerys Prince as an undrafted free agent who, um, out of uh, UTSA, he got a little bit of, um, or not UTSA, um, UTEP. Um, he got a little bit of buzz for his uh, a combine performance. But I'm not a guy that I was really all that interested in either. I think they re-signed McKinnon too, I believe. Uh, they still have CEH on the roster there, but I think this is really, you know, still going to be Pacheco's backfield to at least lead, even if he's not handling a bulk of the work or he's not, you know, a bell cow or anything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is more of a wait and see item, but yeah, this wasn't something that I had been aware of before I'd started digging around on there. So I, I figured this was, this was, one of the more newsworthy items that we, we had. Maybe we're breaking news to some people here. I just want to be clear. I'm also, this was not, my my take was not a condemnation of Isaiah Pacheco, the player. And I don't think, I mean, I, I had this discussion with someone the other day. I think like 80 to 85% of the, the running backs in the NFL are just guys, you know, and then you have, maybe we said it on the show too. And then you have like a couple percent at the top, a couple percent at the bottom that are either really, really good, just really, really suck. And Pacheco probably falls in that 85%, which means that like it's, he doesn't really matter at all. Like, you know, if he goes down tomorrow and they just plug in some other Ronald Jones or something and does basically the same thing that Pacheco was going to do. So um, it's not a, it's not a, a knock on him, the player. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just really shouldn't be buying these guys like that. Um, like we talked about uh, right before the draft, I, I said, you know, James Cook is one of those few backs that probably was insulated no matter what. Um, Pacheco definitely did not fall into that category. Um, and by the way, James Cook, not only did they not draft uh, anybody to compete with him for receptions, they didn't really draft anybody at the running back position, period. So um, I don't think they drafted anybody. I haven't seen the any... entire draft. Just, yeah, I haven't seen just... any UDFA news either. No, I, I didn't see any running backs either. They And they have, what, Damian Harris and somebody else there. So um, like, I, mean, Damian, he... I think it's just Damian Harris and Cook. There's somebody else there too. Singletary's gone. Yeah, uh, they shipped off gone. Zach Moss. There's some other random dude there. Names escaping me. You didn't even know there was another guy there. There's no. there's no there's no tip of the tongue here for you. You you just go talk and I'll figure out who it is. <laughs> I didn't say it was on the tip of my tongue. I'm just saying I didn't even I, I did not know there was somebody there. Um but that was the only news item that we had uh into the rookie draft talk. And this is going to be more Latavius centered around Murray. They signed Latavius Murray. Oh, I didn't even know that dude was still in the league. Oh, and, and they signed Jordan Mims as an undrafted free agent. So Jordan yeah. Mims running back out of Fresno state for anybody listening who may not have been aware. And they uh, finally added him on sleeper today. So 
if you were waiting in your C2C leagues to have him added. Oh, no. Yes, they did. They added him. They still... Sleeper does not have Jalen Cropper on the website yet, and I cannot figure out why. He's signed to an NFL team. He was... Like, he's a good player. I don't understand why this guy is not on Sleeper yet. So contact your local representative and have him get in touch with Sleeper and tell him to get their shit together. They have Aiden O'Connell on there. I know that. And uh, They have everybody on there. They they had Keelan Stokes on there months ago. I was like, this dude's like not even going to make an NFL roster out of training camp. And they've got this (laughs) jerk off on here, but they don't have Jalen Cropper. Like, I just... I have a lot of Jalen Cropper, so I'm sitting here with a bunch of rosters. Like, well, what do I do here? Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Contact your commissioner. Contact your local uh, sleeper rep. Um, into the rookie draft talk here. We'll, we'll start off um, more player team. So, who is your favorite player and team match coming out of the draft? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have like a favorite favorite, um, but I really like Kendry Miller to the Saints. Um, you know, he he went day two, so you know that kind of checks that box. We we all kind of like Kendry Miller, so I mean, he just he just checks that box. Um, but the Saints depth chart is not really that expansive, really, and we don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. I guess his trial goes on like during preseason, so. Um, he could be out. He could not be. I, I have a feeling he probably will get suspended. I, I mean, there's there's video floating around. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Really Anytime there's video. that is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Um, but there, there's really nobody else there. Kendrick could just be a guy that kind of walks into a job accidentally, and whether he holds it for years and years and years, I don't know. But it would it shock you that Kendrick Miller we get we get to this day next year and Kendra Miller ran for a thousand yards in 2023 it wouldn't shock me at all I think he's pretty ready made um so I I I think I think he's a really interesting player there and I I really like of all like the d2 kind of running backs I think he probably went to the best uh home in terms of just capability of getting on the field fairly quickly I mean Charbonnet will factor in some way or the other but I, I mean, I don't. Yes, you have to hope for Kenneth Walker to get hurt, basically, for him yeah. to be like a, a a major guy. And I guess you kind of have to hope that for Kendry too. But the likelihood of something happening to Kamara yeah. is a lot <laughs> is a lot higher than something happening to uh, Kenneth Walker, at least today. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the big thing with Kendry uh, is is he back from that injury that he sustained towards the end of the season? It seems like he is. I don't think he tested at all this off season, though. Um, I don't think, so either. Like, I don't think he anything. did a pro day or anything like that, but you got to assume he'll be healthy by that point. They did sign Jamal Williams, who is just good enough to be a thorn in people's side. But no, I, I agree with you. I think depending on what happens with Kamara, if you told me at this time next year that Kendry Miller had rushed for a thousand yards and, you know, seven, eight touchdowns, like I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I think he he's have- a capable enough ca- pass catcher as well. Like he's, he- he's solid. He could have Algiers year essentially from last year. Yeah. I, I think that's you know not a terrible prediction. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would I would agree with that. And I believe there is an out in Kamara's contract after next year, too. I don't think it's like I, I'm pretty sure they still have like in the tens of millions of dead cap. I think it's like 10 million, like right around there. Um, but Sp- um Sport Track has their spot rack, spot track, however you say that. Has Sports it listed as a job in his contract, I believe. So uh, my favorite player team match is Devin Achain to Miami. And I honestly think that's one of the best player team matches of any position. Of any position. Offense, defense, kicker, Jake Moody. Um, it, it, Devin Achain going to Miami. Miami has been all about speed. You know, they, they've been, they brought in Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. Um, they had Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson in the running back room. So you throw Devin Achain into that mix. I think he's probably the most talented running back on that roster right now. And I love the scheme fit too. I think he's going to be really good in that outside zone scheme. Uh, I don't know how much. I think he can handle 
a uh, lead back, like a 1A type of a role. I don't know what Miami sees in him. I mean, you got to think that they might see that given that they took him in the third. But I, I think that he could be set up for a, a boom year this year right out of the gate in Miami, um, just given that offense and his speed. When are you going to stop with the Devin Achain propaganda? Never. I think it's irresponsible to hype up a player Never. that weighs less than 190 pounds. I just, Never. It's, it's irresponsible, Colin. It's irresponsible. There's an, there's an outlier all the time. I'm not Matt Bruning over here. I'm not hyping up these, you know, 185 pound backs all the time. He's 188. What do you mean you're not hyping up this 185 all the time? Back? This is the only guy. This is the well, only you're guy. hyping this one guy up all the time. Yes. So yes, I am. This one guy, many of them one time or one of them many times. I don't I don't know that one's better than the other here. I think one is hyping up one guy all the time is better because I know that Achain is an outlier. If Achain succeeds, it is not it, it, it is an outlier. Running backs at that size do not typically have like one a running back in a committee type of a role but i think gotcha can i'm just annoyed that the miami landing spot will continue this charade because you've been wrong at pretty much every step of this process what what do you he's, mean? He's go, he's going to weigh in at 195 minimum. He's going to. I, know, I did not say he was. He's going to run whatever. Minimum. I said like, I hope he weighs in at 195. Like you just, you've just been I thought wrong he, every single time. I said he could potentially break if one person in this class was going to break the combine record. It was going to be him. Sorry, he ran like a four three five. Yeah, he wasn't even close. instead of a four two. Yeah, you know, four three five, still pretty pretty good. I may even it's, have been a four three three. It's a pretty big red flag. Not really, but it's it's. I mean, it's alarming when the guy who like you can't even be like, oh, like he probably just doesn't run the forty well or something because the dude is literally a track athlete. Like he he does this all the time, and he got two bites at the apple to you know get a perfect start and and you know, all those kinds of things. I I just don't. I don't get it with him. I don't think I have him on any C2C rosters, and it would have to be a real weird draft board where he just falls. I'd have to basically be choosing between him and Brenton Strange at some point for me to be picking <laughs> Devin Ochain. It's just, uh, I just I'm not interested. That's egregious. Sorry. It's true. Brenton or I guess Strange. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford's available. He's with the Packers. I mean, I'm not drafting him either. That's terrible. Devin Achain, the disrespect. Uh, one day you'll learn. One day Send you'll them learn. the clip. Maybe you can play it before every game. All right. Well, least favorite player team match for you besides Devin Achain. Um, I think we both kind of agreed to this one. You know, this is probably there weren't a bad, there weren't a lot of bad landing spots here. Um, mine is Zach Charbonnet to Seattle. And that's really for selfish reasons because I've been hyping him up for a while and he got day two draft capital and he checked like every box that I said he was going to check. And then he ends up in Seattle in a situation where they have Kenneth Walker who performed really well last year. So uh, barring an injury for Kenneth Walker, he's going to be in a timeshare. Now I think he'll be good. I think he'll be efficient. But is he going to be good for your fantasy team? Probably not. I think there could have been better landing spots for Charbonnet where he could have had a backfield to himself. Um, and like I said, that's it's more of a selfish reasons. Like I don't think Seattle is a bad landing spot for a running back because if something does happen to Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet could be a league winner. But I was hoping for better. Would you say that he's the anti chain? <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to put me in a box here you're trying to trying to trap me you're Maybe. not gonna get me you're not gonna get me that easy okay you keep making me do this show so i have to have my own fun within the show as we're recording <laughs> it and that that is that is one of the ways i try to have fun you you did catch me here this time i got you i you get me you get me sometimes but i i caught on this time i'm yeah, not as did. dumb as i look <laughs> no no comment no comment it's too easy. Um, 
But in regards to Charbonnet to Seattle, um, I, like I said, we were kind of talking pre-show and you said not a lot of bad landing spots, but you agreed that this might have been one of the ones that's not as ideal as some others. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely obviously some guys that went later than we thought. And right, but we don't a guy that. like uh, it's Izzy Abonaconda, for example, where he's sitting behind Brees. But again, if Brees goes down with injury, I've I think we talked about it on this show. I've talked about it at least once or, or if twice he's not shows. back soon enough either. Yeah, well, and the like, thing is that they run like I think Izzy really struggles in like just like power concepts. He's not particularly I don't want to say he has bad vision, but he definitely is significantly better when you're basically giving him, uh, you know, zone reads where it's, you know, it's, it's boom, boom, boom. He doesn't really have to make any sort of advanced second or third level type read. And then he can just plant his foot, use that four four speed and go. And the Jets are one of the teams that, that runs a system like that. So even if it's not like he doesn't really have a chance to start over the next couple of years unless something happens to the starter. But I think in terms of landing spot uh, being a good spot for him, I think that's a really, really good one. And I do actually want to toss out just one like super hyper, hyper, hyper sleeper name Ooh. for a player that I actually like the landing spot. A okay, lot. I'm and interested. He's, he's not a guarantee to even Three make the hybrids. roster, but. I kind of like Kalen LeBourne oh. in San Francisco. That was not a name I was expecting to hear. Please elaborate. He's pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. He was not all that productive in college, but I think he had like he, he bounced around a bunch of schools. Like it sounds like he's kind of matured. He obviously had that very nice year at Marshall last year, mm-hmm. filling in for Rashin Ali. You now you can say, you know, it's not great competition and and the back the year before that did the same exact thing. So it's it's partially system related, but he's going to the best easiest situation for running back in the entire NFL. The bunch of dudes ahead of him just can never stay healthy. I think Kalen LeBorn, if he makes that roster, if he makes that roster is super, super interesting as a stash and could do something. If he was called upon, I don't think he would perform any worse than Elijah Mitchell did. No, in that role, I think if, that's fair. If they gave him the, the the keys to that in the same exact circumstances, no, I think you're right. I like I said, I was not expecting that name. Is is he a guy? Let's say you have the four twelve because you won your league and you're just that great. Because like we all know you are, but you have the four twelve. Are you willing to take him with that four twelve, or is he more of a guy that you're not going to draft? Watch list to see if he makes that roster out of camp. Because I are don't think anybody else is Are you asking because we're in some leagues together? Never. I would just, never use anything just, you said on the show against you. Just sheer curiosity. There's no ulterior no. motive here. Okay. Literally, okay. I don't I don't know where that's coming from. Well, since since you've promised me that that's the case, uh yeah, I would gladly take him there. Uh and you're looking at I, I've looked at some draft boards. I have one up here in front of me of just a, a ma or a, a draft that happened recently. You're looking at the end of the fourth round. It's Keaton. Keaton Mitchell's not even on a damn roster. It's guys he, I, like, I think he got picked up by Baltimore. Oh, did he finally? I think so. Okay. I um, missed the news at the beginning of the show, but I don't think that was newsworthy. And you're talking Eric gray. You're talking Deuce Vaughn. You're talking Xavier Hutchinson, which I'm so proud of myself. I freaking called that. He's not good. Evan Hall, Luke Schoonmaker. I would take him over probably or uh, equivalent to any of those guys. And I, there are some interesting other fourth round guys. It looks like Puka Nasua sometimes goes in that range. I'm still moderately interested in Parker Washington uh, with oh. Jacksonville just because they don't have like a ton of slot guys. Um, That's true. But I, I, I would take him in that range for sure. I, I like that spot for him. I, again, I would take him over Brent Strange. Okay. All right. Well, tight end. Speaking of of Brenton Strange, um, who is a player you're not going to have very much of this year? Um, that I won't have much of. Yeah, in a draft. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I the Brenton Strange pick uh, we talked about last week was the worst worst draft pick I can remember seeing in years. I don't understand what the hell they were doing. Um, and the only reason Sean Clifford isn't a worse pick is because. It was at least the fifth round. Now, granted, Sean Clifford shouldn't have even been drafted at all, but 
Um, I it's just <laughs> Brenton Strange is terrible, man. If you're drafting Brenton Strange, then like God help you. He's not even. I bet he's available in basically every single C two C rookie draft, which is saying something. I have him in one. That's a twenty four teamer. Okay, so there you go. Is it the C two C nil league? No, I think it's. I think it's the twenty teamer actually with okay. Brock. I think okay. that's the one yeah. I have. I mean, like in any sort of normal format, that dude should yes. not be rostered. Right. Um, and actually, I think like a guy like Schoonmaker, actually, probably I'm, I'm not really touching either. Some of those day, th- those day two tight ends got weird. Like okay. I talked about like, oh, this is like the deepest draft. You got all these guys. And then it's like Brent Strange in the second round. I'm like, nah, that's not Luke what we Schoonmaker. <laughs> that's not what we meant. There was, I mean, Tucker Craft went in the third. Yeah. Tucker Craft's going to be a better pro than both of those guys. Just slam I, dunk hands down. I would feel pretty good saying that. Oh, also, I just want to uh, offer a rebuttal real quick. I was accused Uh-oh. on the Back to Debbie pod this week oh. of, well, A, I always use a sports reference in every show, apparently, mm-hmm. according to Mike. And he said that I misused one two weeks ago. I did not misuse it. Did you go back and listen? Uh, no, I remember doing it. I, oh. I said back to back, you really lobbed up a softball for me. That was a slam dunk. And then I said, and then I said, hit a home run or something. Like I said, like three or four sports metaphors in a row. And I said, whichever one you want to use is what I said. So uh, I, I was misquoted. Uh, my my feud with Mike Valerie continues. Um, go listen to Back to Debbie. Good show. Well, because of Corey. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, we just had Mike misquoting uh, somebody on there. So you know, you, yeah. One of the one of the two hosts. You have to take what they say with a grain of salt. And I'll let you decide which one it is um a player that i am not going to have very much of in rookie drafts is zay flowers uh i wasn't as high on zay flowers as some other people where i saw a lot of people had him you know as high as their wide receiver like two or three in the class um you know they had him i i saw some people who had him ahead of guys like jordan addison uh, ahead of guys like Quentin Johnston, Josh Downs, you know, uh, all of those types of guys um, at the time. I guess first round draft capital, I think that hype is only going to continue to build. And obviously getting the first round draft capital is something that has to factor into your analysis. Uh, I did bump him up. I have since moved him up. He's my wide receiver five and he's my 12th rated rookie. Um, so I did move him up, but I have, I'm pretty confident that he's going to go in the middle of your first round, probably around like pick eight, nine, um, somewhere in that range. Uh, I, so I, I don't think I'm going to end up with very much of him and I have guys ahead of him too, that, you know, we'll talk about in, in a minute. Uh, but Kendry Miller is one of them, um, and Devin Achain is another one that, that I'll have ahead of him. And we'll talk about one of the other guys later. But I don't think either of those guys are going to go after Zay Flowers in very many drafts. And I would rather have both of those guys over Zay Flowers because I don't think he is a wide receiver one on a team. I think he's much better suited to be a complementary wide receiver. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, complementary wide receivers can be good in fantasy. You know, I think he's... Uh, it's similar to like Devonta Smith where, you know, he's a very good one B Jordan Addison, I think is going to be a very good one B type of receiver. I think say flowers could fall into one of into that bucket. I don't think he's quite there yet, but I think he could get into that bucket, but on the Ravens, I don't think it's going to matter that much. Uh, They don't throw all that often. I do think they'll throw a little bit more under Monken, but they still aren't going to be a pass heavy team. I don't know that the volume is going to be there. They have some other pass catching options. I think Mark Andrews is probably still the best pass catcher that you want on that roster. So I think Zay Flowers is a little overhyped. I'm not going to add up with very much of Zay Flowers in rookie drafts. I'm actually really interested to see if they do end up passing the ball more or not. You know, you just said they're probably not going to do it a ton more. Um, I, I just don't know. A completely new offensive coordinator. True. Um, I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, there is a world where they pass enough to make more than one and a half guys viable at any given time. Um, I'm not. I still. 
so at this point with Rashad Bateman coming off the um uh well, what the the foot injury he had mm-hmm. um like a bit Bateman was a better prospect and I know he hasn't done a ton more but I don't necessarily expect more out of Flowers than I did out of Bateman over the past couple yeah. of years like I just I really don't um I, I think I, I mean I think he will disappoint there I don't think he'll be like a bad NFL player or anything but I um. Yeah, I'm happy he went to Baltimore, so I don't have to worry about him really at all. Like I just, yeah. just not yep. gonna do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I feel. Like, you know, I was lower on him in the process. He ends up getting first round draft capital, but I think him going to Baltimore kind of offsets that a little bit. So I think I'll ultimately end up being right, uh, being a little lower on him. But on the other side of that coin, uh, who is a player that as of right now, looks like you will end up with a lot of in your rookie drafts. I am going to end up with a lot of Josh Downs and Marvin Mims, it looks like. They're both going, it sounds like, very late second, early third. I haven't done any rookie drafts yet. But um, that's just stupid for both of those guys. Like They both went to amazing situations with coaching staffs that I'm pretty sure are going to use them. They both have pretty good profiles overall. This just screams. I mean, not everyone can be the next Amon Ross St. Brown, but they, they both of them just scream a guy that's going to way outperform their draft capital and their current rookie ADP. And there's just some bad players going ahead of them. I don't, yeah. I, I yeah. don't understand it at all. To, some of these tight ends that are going ahead of them, I'm like, what are you people doing? It's a deep tight end class. Why are you drafting two, three, four of these guys? Like, just stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I like both of – I like the call on both of those guys. Like I said, I have Josh Downs uh, ranked as my oh, rookie 11, my wide receiver four. I think that was a good landing spot. I, that's basically exactly where I had Downs before, and I know he fell to the third round. But I still think that that's still day two draft capital. It's still what you want to see. Um, I always kind of thought he was going to go like a little bit later on in the second round uh, because of, you know, his size and the fact that he is a slot only wide receiver. And I don't think teams draft slot only wide receivers that highly. Uh, So, I, I mean, but as far as landing spots for Josh Downs, like that's a, it's a good landing spot. I, I think that, they have they don't have a Indianapolis does not have another player like Downs on that roster. So I think he has a very clear path to early playing time. So yeah, I I like the Josh Downs call. I think I'm gonna end up with a lot of him. And I think Marvin Mims is really, really interesting too, because the archetype of player that we were kind of were talking about for Mims was Cook, where he's a little bit more of like a stretch slot type of a guy or Brandon cooks um, where he's like a stretch slot type of a guy. And he goes to Denver where Sean Payton is and Sean Payton had Brandon cooks and really, you know, had him early in his rookie year. He had him early on. He, Brandon cooks had some great years there. Wouldn't really surprise me that much. If we see Marvin Mims fill that Brandon cooks type of a role in that offense. Now I think that because Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are there as well. And even Tim Patrick, I don't think Marvin Mims will have quite the same early success that we saw out of cooks, but you know, I I think it's, I don't think it's going to be too long before we see Marvin Mims having a nice role in that offense and and a fantasy relevant role in that offense. Yeah. Even if he's just returning punts early, which is what I think he'll do. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know how long Cortland Sutton has like, just really don't. He hasn't been the same since that knee injury. And it doesn't sound like the new staff is necessarily married to him. Like, I don't know what the contract implications are. Don't tweet at me. But I don't think they really care that much about Cortland Sutton. And I don't think that much of Cortland Sutton anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I was was never the biggest Cortland Sutton guy either. I mean, even when he was coming out, like, you know, I thought he had some nice traits. But um, I wasn't the biggest fan of his. It's fun for a lot of these guys that are like, perennial wide receiver threes where they come out and you're like, I don't, I don't think this guy's really that good. And they have like that one year, like their second or third year. And you're like, Oh, maybe I was wrong. 
And then Chase Claypool is a big one for me where he had that kind of <laughs> I was like, wow, maybe I was way off. Like I thought this guy, this dude is a bum coming out. And then he just reaffirmed it over the night. I was like, okay, no, I, I was correct. He is, he, is, <laughs> he is just a very fast bum. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the player that I think I will end up with a lot of as of right now is, is Zach Evans uh, running back. He out of Ole Miss went to the Rams. He didn't get drafted until the sixth round uh he was my rb3 in this class like i liked zach evans in college i know there were some issues with him with yeah, workload and is he a knucklehead is he not we don't really know um it weighed in a little bit less than what we kind of expected him to but he landed in basically the perfect situation. They, they really the only guy ahead of him on the roster is Cam Akers. Kyron Williams is there. Kyron Williams is a great college running back. I don't think he's really going to do anything in the pros. Uh, so Zach Evans kind of steps into that RB2 role. Cam Akers has had done a disappearing act before. So it wouldn't be the craziest thing for me to see Zach Evans take over and just start to get more carries and get more carries and, and then eventually take over for acres because Evans is a very good running back in his own right. Like I think a lot of people are forgetting how good he was when he was on the field. I mean, he, he was good. He was an efficient runner at both offenses that he was in TCU and Ole Miss. Uh, he catches the ball. Well, uh, he's athletic. He strings moves together really well. Uh, the size is, not a concern because I weighed in at like 202. Um, it's not ideal, but I'm not that worried about it. So, I, I yeah, I mean, I, we've seen running backs come from, you know, sixth, seventh round before and into fantasy relevancy. Uh, and some of them, a lot of those running backs aren't don't have quite have the talent that Evans did. So I think I'm going to end up with a fair amount of Evans. I have him as my 21st ranked rookie right now. He's right behind Tank Bigsby. If you put a gun to my head in one draft, I would probably take Bigsby. In the other draft, I'd probably take Evans. But I don't, and I haven't done a rookie draft yet, so I haven't seen where Evans is going. But I don't imagine he's going in the, you know, back end of the second round. I don't imagine he's going at like the 208, 209. Both good situations in the sense that if the starter goes down, you know that they're probably getting the first crack at it. Which is, yes, you know, I mean, true. there's only 32 starting running backs at any time. And unlike some other positions, they go down quite a bit. So having those backup guys in good situations is the is, is not, you know, not where we thought we'd be with Zach Evans and Tank Bigsby two or three years ago, but uh, still not the worst thing for them. They're not they're not buried somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, both of those guys kind of fell uh, from where we expected them at the beginning of last year, this time last year. But still don't forget about them uh so who is your favorite late round target at this point and that's guys that are going outside of the second round now like i said i haven't done a rookie draft but i feel pretty confident that both of the players we listed are not going inside the second round yeah i mean it really takes um all all the the, the chips to fall where they need to to um really kind of give you Opinions that maybe you didn't think you would have held before the draft. I'm not a huge Tyler Scott guy, but I like him to Chicago. I think that's a pretty good spot for him. It's not a great wide receiver room. I think he sticks there. Um, I don't have that much to say about him. Like I, he's fast. I, I don't know that he's even very good at football. Like overall, really, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't. But I think he's really enticing late because he can just stick there at Chicago. And if he flashes a little bit. I mean, I don't even know that Darnell Mooney is like good, good. Like he's just yeah. a fine NFL receiver that's been inflated to a certain point because of just there being nobody else there. Scott, they have a few other bodies now at this point, so he'll never quite be the lone guy in the room. But I, I think he can stick as like their wide receiver three. And they, they desperately need players to catch passes. If Justin Fields ends up building a rapport with somebody, like they're going to play because it's – I mean, you can talk. They have DJ Moore, pencil him in, pen, write him in pen, Sharpie. And I think they're going to try to get Claypool to work because he fills a very specific role. But and I don't they spent they, a good amount of draft capital on him, so they probably yeah, they <laughs> spent Joey Porter Jr. on him. Um, yeah. 
Wolf, what is this stupid deal? Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll figure in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's a good call. Uh, this is a guy. And again, like you said, talk about players that you didn't think you would end up hyping up. Uh, I am actually really high on, on tank Dell, uh, post draft here. Uh, I thought he was a guy that maybe could get day two draft capital, but I wasn't really that sold on it because he is pretty small. You know, he was hyper productive at Texas or at, at Houston, um, and he tested well. By all reports, he did pretty well at the at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but I, I wasn't really like in on Tank Dell. But man, I I really like that landing spot in Houston. I think he and C.J. Stroud are going to be a good pairing and reportedly after cj stroud got picked they said who do you want and he said i want tank dell apparently the story goes that cj stroud called tank dell before that pick was made and told him that uh they were going to be taking him uh, that was I, I don't remember exactly where i saw that um that's that's the rumor out there but i i like that landing spot for tank dell i mean i think Houston doesn't really have the Houston Texans don't really have that many wide receivers on the roster. I mean, they have Nico Collins, who's a guy that maybe we like, but he's on the outside. They have John Mechie who's coming back. And, you know, I I hope the best for him, obviously, given, you know, what he's been through too. But um, I think Mechie's a guy who could play slot or flanker. They have Robert Woods, but he's kind of a corpse at this point. They don't really have anybody else. How dare you? call him a corpse that man is a legend i i think tank dell could step in and be the slot wide receiver day one for houston and cj stroud is the type of quarterback who is accurate and he gets the ball out uh to his playmakers and i he has thrown two now he's had very good slot receivers um you know in, in especially in jsn but I think he could be a guy that really likes to target the slot with, with tank Dell. And I, I I think we could see a really, really nice rookie year out of him. So he's a guy that I'm targeting. I have him, (laughs) I have him as my uh, 17th rated rookie. So I would probably start looking at him in the second round, to be honest. They just let Um, anybody rank rookies now at our site. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of manage the rankings. So, they kind of I, I I let myself rank, Oof. but we need to. I mean, I like lack of institutional control. Give us the death penalty, jeez. Guys that I have, I have Jaden Reed ahead of him, but I have him ahead of Rasheed Rice. I have him ahead of Jonathan Mingo. I don't think that highly of either of those guys, and just because they got drafted, you know, fifty picks or whatever it was ahead of him, doesn't really make me think that much more highly of rice and Mingo, you know, I would probably take the chance on rice over him. Like I don't even like rice. Well, I mean the food I do, it's pretty good, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why that felt like it needed to be clarified. Um, my, my father-in-law doesn't like rice. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's like a flavorless thing, but I mean it whatever. is. But um, but I, I, I would rather just guy take the guy attached to Mahomes at this point over a f- tiny, unathletic slot guy with the Texans. Personally, uh, I mean, I have them back to back, seventeen and eighteen. Um, oh. Don't but stick to your guns, Colin. Tanked don't out. don't well, minimize I'm not, I'm it. I'm not minimizing it. I'm you. saying I have them back to back. And you want to talk about rice. Nathaniel Dell is white rice. It's not ex- It's not super exciting, but it's a staple. He's going to be a staple of that offense. He's not going to be exciting, but he's going to get the job done. And I think he's going to have a role for fantasy. I... Nathaniel Dell is white rice. We should make a show bet on this, although I didn't do so well in the last one, so maybe I need to watch myself. <laughs> um, because I just don't I don't see a world where he's actually like good in the NFL. Okay. Fair enough. 
We can we can does, talk. Does off no it. one remember what the Houston ta- the the Houston Houston offense has done for these guys like ever? Yeah, I no, 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 that's I, absolutely I, fair. A, a tiny non-athletic guy, like here's one or the other. Athletic for his size, he is. He's not a good speed adjust, size speed athlete. No, yeah, he's also tiny. He's like 170 pounds, 175 pounds. You're doing a really good job of selling me right now, Colin, with those last two sentences. He's not a great size adjusted athlete, and he's like tiny, like really tiny. Good, good pass on him. Like More honey, I shrunk the kids tiny. More for me. More for me. I'll take him. I'll, I'll take him. Um, there's no, there's a reason, Colin, why you've never won a league that we're in together. That is that, and you, th- you keep, this is you it. Keep right here. saying that. You keep saying that, and I did win the program. There's four. There's there's four divisions. We're not in the same division. We never there's five divisions. There's five. There's five divisions. Divisions. There's fifth divisions new this year. Uh, it, it's true. And we did just rehash today in one of our chats my uh, loss, which is probably the worst beat of all time. It's the uh, funniest. <laughs> That or that or that Super Bowl squares incident yeah. we had with our buddy Justin, who was on the show mm-hmm. a couple months ago. He uh, in that yeah. that um, that Ravens 49ers Super Bowl had a Super Bowl squares thing where he was about to win hundreds of dollars at the end until they ran out of the back of the end zone on the safety. <laughs> Watching that dude's soul leave his body as that was happening, and he realized what was happening was I was I remember that the I was there for that funniest thing ever, but. This this was very good too. With it was it Mostert that had like yeah. the fumble, like they did. They it was tried the to do like the the lateral mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, he lost four points on yeah. the last play. Mm-hmm. You lost your semifinal by a point. Yeah, uh, less than a point. Yeah. That was also fun because uh, we also had. I was up by like just under four points, and this was the this was the Sunday night game too. It was Falcons Niners, and. The Niners had just scored and they were, or the uh, Falcons had just scored to take the lead. The Niners were getting the kickoff. There was like five seconds left, seconds. And they did the whole lateral play and it gets to Mostert and he laterals it backwards to nobody. The ball rolls 20 yards, not even exaggerating, 20 yards and gets recovered by the Falcons. Um, I think they actually might have even scooped and scored, but either way, they recovered it. So I lose two points for the fumble. This is also a league that gives you points for kick return yards. And because he just lost 20 yards, I lost two more points and I ended up losing that matchup. I was I was livid. I don't have I don't have stories like that because I'm a I'm a born winner. <laughs> and I would have ended up winning the next week too. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Colin. But I digress. Anyway, um, so we'll do one more here and then we'll get out of here. Uh, who is one player that you are actively looking to trade for? Yeah, I forgot when I was answering these that I had already answered Marvin Mims and, I, and your answer is Downs and I already answered uh-huh. him too. But those are the two obvious answers. Mm. Those are two various, ob- very, very obvious answers. I think people are down because of the people thought they could go second round and they went third round and it's not that big of a difference. I'm really not that worried about it. Um, I, I think buying both those guys is a great move right now. Really great. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. That's why I wrote down. So I appreciate you spoiling that for me. You're welcome. Uh, but no, I, I, I do agree with both of those. I, I think you're absolutely right. People are perceived to be down on them because they went in the third round versus the second round. Honestly, the hit rate between second round and third round is really not that much different. I mean, we have seen players get taken in the second round that just completely flop, like guys like Dunzel Mims, guys like Tyquan Thornton, um, and guys in the third round, they do they hit, you know, guys like Keenan Allen. So the hit rate between second and third round really isn't that different. Honestly, the, the 50 picks or whatever that separates Josh Downs and um, – you know, uh, Jonathan Mingo or whatever it ends up being, like really isn't that big of a deal to me. So I, I, yeah, I, those are both the obvious guys. I already said how high I am on downs. He's my number 11 rookie. Uh, I have Mims at 22 just behind Evans. Um, but honestly, the more I'm thinking about it, I feel like I would take Mims over Mingo. So I feel like I need to bump him up or bump Mingo down at least. So we're moving him here live on the show. 
bumping him up. Love when that happens. Yeah. Hey, rankings are fluid, man. You know, sometimes you look at a rankings and you're like, ah, I would take this guy. And then, you know, the next time you look, you're like, you know what? I would actually probably take Mims over Mingo. Let me bump him up one spot. I, I have one on the CFF guys episode that I have coming out in like a week and a half live move to guy. He talked oh. me into it. Oh, I think I know uh, who this is. Is this the guy you mentioned on um, Debbie debate? Yep. There we go. Go check out Debbie debate. Campus can't podcast feed. Campus can't nice. YouTube channel. Nice plug. Um, that's going to do it for the show here. But speaking of things on the YouTube channel and the podcast feed that you should check out, we have a great interview with Aiden Childs, a freshman quarterback going to Oregon State. Uh, great kid, great interview. I mean, we, we've done some interviews before, and, and I think Aiden Childs is, is one of the, the better ones we've done. That was a really good interview. So definitely. Unless, unless one of the other players is listening, and then it was yours. Yours was the best. Yes. Well, that's why I said one of. One of. Um, one of the, the best uh, interviews that we've done. So definitely go check that out over on the YouTube channel, uh, Campus to Ken on the YouTube channel there. It was, it was a really good interview. Um, check out the rest of the pods that we have on the feed Mondays. We have chasing the natty drop this week. They did a uh, keep trade cut college version, which was really interesting. Uh, campus life on Tuesdays. This, this coming Tuesday will be my last show for the next week and a half or the so. The crowd goes wild. Wednesday is back to Devi, which we referenced on here. Thursday, Devi Debate, which we also referenced. Friday will be this show, Canton Bound. And Future Freshman is back with Brandon Sanders. Uh, and then we have the official coming out, you know, Friday, Saturday, one of those two days as well. So check out all of those pods. You never have to leave our feed. But that's going to do it for us here tonight. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And have a good one.